sit down and construct, you know, prefabricate, put together a homily. Today I am not the quintessential pastor or preacher that's going to stand there and they ain't that right. <laughs> ain't that right. I'm not doing that because we got too much of that right now. A lot of pomp and circumstance without the heart of God. It's not about the didactic delivery of a preacher or pastor, but it's about can you bring Jesus to the people? Y'all not hearing me. Can you bring Jesus to the people? What, what do we really know about Jesus? What do we really, really, thank you, know about Jesus? We know, we know what we've been taught growing up. We know the stories partially. But what do we really know about Jesus? What do we really understand about what he did in order to make a way for us to come out of our sin that some of us are still in? The price he paid was for us to come out of our sin. And 2,000 years later, people are still wrapped up in sin, still holding on to sin tightly, still held captive by sin. When the price has already been paid, the price of love has already been paid. Some of the tears we cry is because of what we've done. Some of the pain we feel is because of how we've made our lives. Some of the struggles we involve ourselves in and are involved in our lives are because of actions that we put into play. I don't hear anybody here. Some of the brokenness of our heart and our social life is because of choices that we made. And we have chosen in many cases to sit in the rubble of our bad choices and our bad actions and just try to make it through life hurting. Hurting. That's not the will of God for us. That's, that, that's not what he died for. The reason why, I'm sorry, the reason why. I got to remember, I said, I'm not going to do it. Do it for the vine, I ain't going to do it. The reason why Jesus came is because he was in love. Remember what Jesus told Nicodemus? Am I boring you guys up there? Am I boring y'all up there? Remember what Jesus told Nicodemus? He said, Nick, let me tell you something. God so loved. He didn't say God loved the world. He said, God so loved. He put emphasis on that love. God so loved the church. I don't hear you. God so loved the Christian. God, God so loved the faithful. 
I don't hear anybody here. God, God, God so loved the believers. God so loved the saints. God so loved the world. Stop. The world. Think about the world. The bitter, ferocious, wicked, evil, hateful world. The world that is so jacked up. The world that is so absolutely in chaos. The world that kills. The world that hates. The world of racism. The world. God loved the world so much. Despite its wickedness, despite its evil, despite its hatred, despite its carnality, despite its ferocity, God loved the world so much that he gave. Come on, those of you that have been to Sunday school, y'all know how this go. Now, I know you ain't been to church in 364 days, but you know how this go. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, stop, let me stop there. Can I put a, can I put a pin right there? Whosoever, do you know what whosoever means? It don't mean the people dressed in white. It don't, it don't mean the Negroes sitting up in there dressed in white. And Spanish people and white people. It don't, it don't mean us that put on a facade, because like I said, anybody can put on white. But it's not about putting on white, it's about living right. Oh, that's poor. That's weak. That's weak. That's weak, y'all. That's weak. That's weak, y'all. That's weak. That's weak, man. Everybody put on white ain't right. Amen. That whosoever, do you realize whosoever means anybody? No, 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 y'all. Y'all gonna get mad at me for saying this. Whosoever means anybody. Now the reason why the, the church has gotten a bad rep, a bad rap, is because we started putting qualifications. Now, if you're doing this, oh, that's a shame. If you're living like that, oh, my God, that's a shame. If you come in smelling like that, oh, my God. If you come in high, if you come in drunk, if you come in with, with, with half, half your clothes on. We look at them and we put qualifications on this thing. And we've made people think that Jesus is really into what we're into. Jesus is not into all that. He don't care if your jeans is ripped. I don't understand ripped jeans to save my life, but he don't care. When I was young, if you had ripped jeans on, it meant you were pope. It meant that your mother took them jeans and put a patch on it because now you, you, got, you buy them for $90 ripped. Give me your jeans. I'll rip them for 50 I will rip your jeans for $25. But you know, I'm saying we've put so many qualifications on this thing that we make people think that they've got to be a specific way in order to be accepted by God. But whosoever 
wipes that totally off. Whosoever takes away all qualifications, whosoever makes it so that any and everybody qualifies, any and everybody qualifies. Well, well, well that one was a child molester, you qualify. That one was a rapist, you qualify. That one was an alcoholic, you qualify. That one was a drug addict, you qualify. That one was a spouse beater, you qualify. That one was a child abuser, you qualify. That one was homosexual, you qualify. That one was a whore, you qualify. That one was a liar, you qualify. That one was a cheater, you qualify. Am I making sense to you right here? That one was a gossip, you qualify. There are no, there are no, no, no limitations on the love of God. He wants us just as we. Do you think Jesus came down and suffered so much just for limitations? He came from heaven, wrapped himself up, now get this, wrapped himself up in a sperm. Wrapped himself up in a sperm. Holy Spirit brought him down, put him inside of the egg of a woman, a, a teenage girl by the name of Mary. He gestated in the belly for nine months so he could become legitimately human. Hallelujah. Give me five more minutes. Give me five more minutes. He, he gestated in the belly of a young virgin. Virgin. Girl never been touched by a man. Never touched by a man. Virgin. And, 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 and gestated in the womb to take on flesh. He's born. He's born. And he's not born like everybody else is born. He's born in a manger. Now for us New Yorkers, we don't know, we, New Yorkers don't know what a manger really is. No, we don't. We don't know what a manger is. What is that, a manger of a store? He's a manager? What is the, a manger? New Yorkers, we have no clue to what a manger is. What is that? A manger is a, a feeding trough that's filled with oat or wheat or barley that animals eat out of. Jesus was born in a barn. Hallelujah. In a barn. And he was, when he came out of Mary, he was washed down with water for the animals. He was wrapped up in strips of white sheets, wrapped up tight. And they didn't have a bed in the barn, so they took the defecated on, urinated on hay, put it in the, in the manger for, for, for a blanket, for, for, for a mattress, put the baby there. Why was Jesus born in a barn? Because he was the Lamb of God. 
Y'all not getting this. He was born to take away the sins of the world. He was going to sacrifice himself to take away our sin so we wouldn't have to still be doing what we do. So we don't have to still be vaping and smoking herb and cigarettes and drinking ourselves into a tizzy and cussing like we ain't got no sense and running buck wild. Ain't you tired of laying around with everybody? It's time to make some choices. I know y'all didn't expect the pastor to be talking like this. Aren't you tired of running that route? Aren't you tired of that circle, that cycle? Aren't you tired of being around people that keep you jacked up? Aren't you tired of waking up in the morning feeling like there's something missing? Aren't you tired of looking at your life and saying, I could have been better, I should have been more? There is better, there is more. And it's in the very thing that you turned away from, and that is Jesus. Do I have a witness here? I got to end right now, but I want you to know everybody in this room is an ex-something. Oh, y'all sitting up here. White don't mean that you didn't do it. It means that you got out of it, but you still did it. Everybody here is an ex-something. Everybody here did what others have done and are doing. Everybody here is an ex-somebody. There's an ex-liar here. There's an ex-addict here. I don't hear anybody here. When I call your ex, you need to raise your hand and say, thank you, Jesus, I'm out. There's an ex-alcoholic here. There's an ex-liar here. There's an ex-domestic violence person here. There's an ex-abuser here. There's an ex-abused here. There's an ex-drug addict here. I didn't call your thing yet. There's an ex-whore here. There's an ex-whoremonger here. I don't hear nobody. Oh yeah, there's a man. I'm standing up because I'm just about almost all those exes I just called. I'm there, but I want you to know that the reason why I can stand up and declare that Jesus Christ's love is because he took me as I was. He took me as I was and made me who I am. Do I have anybody who's been transformed? I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go. So we rented out Hofstra so that we could get over 2,000 people in here. We rented this place out and we called people, no matter who they were, no matter where they were from. Because with God, he's not like religion. God looks at you and says, I love you. And we sit back and say, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he came. And I, I don't know why. He sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad. Woo. If it had not been for the love of Jesus Christ, we would all still be in sin. But the love of God is so much greater than sin. It's so great that we don't have to even... When we got saved, how many are born again? Raise your hand, wave it. 
you know that you're saved and you ain't playing games. When we came out of our sin, this love was so great that we ain't been back. And we're not going back. That's real love. That's real love that makes you say, oh, I ain't never going back to that. Yo, shorty, oh, I ain't never going back to that. Yo, we going out, I ain't never going back to that. I got some herb, I ain't never going back to that. What, you all of a sudden, you so holy? Yeah. You notice, hey. Are you hearing me? It is time to make changes. It's time to evaluate your life. It's time to come to the reality that time ain't waiting for you. And every day that goes by is another missed opportunity. But my brothers and sisters, there comes a time where you've got to utilize the time rightly. Jesus is real and he loves you. So I put on white and I came here and we rented this place for a trillion dollars just to let you know that there is a love for you. Now, if I ask everybody in this room, they'd be the first one to tell me, I believe in Jesus. I, be I, I believe it is God. I know that's God. I talk to the man upstairs all the time. The man upstairs, he's in the apartment of over your head. That's not Jesus. You, you really need to know who Jesus is. I, I pray all the time. What do you pray and who do you pray to? And if you pray, why do you still stay in sin? I'm finished. I told you, I did it without a hat. I made it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, so that whoever would believe on him, if you believe on him, whosoever believes on him would not perish and have to end up in hell, would not perish and miss the opportunity to live forever with him and would not perish but would have everlasting life. So right now, as they're giving me the wrap-up sign, right now, I'm going to do the very thing that we've come here to do. Give you the opportunity to live. To be free from sin. To live in righteousness. To, to live in the love of Jesus Christ that has all of us wearing white. If there's anybody here that says, you know, Donnie, honestly, my life, my life is kind of jacked. And I, and I need to make some changes. And I've been, really, I've been really struggling. And I've been praying about this. I need to make some changes. If that is you in this room today, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, when I tell you, most of y'all in this room know me. Most of y'all in this room know me. 
I accepted Jesus when I was nine years old. That was the greatest, that was the greatest choice I could have ever made. Because it brought me to this place where I can talk to you about him in experience, through my experience. This is not something I wouldn't got a degree for. This is not something I went to, look at me, I am Dr. Dunn. I got a doctorate, but I didn't work for it. That, that, but I'm coming to you with a life's experience about this great God who can change you forever and is willing to do so if you're willing to fall in love with him. If you're willing to give him your heart. That's when you know you're in love with someone, when you give them your heart.